0: What would your life look like if you felt competent in your body and in your health habits? We believe that competence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. I hope wherever you are, it feels like fall today because I can just tell you here in Nashville, it has started to feel like fall and it is amazing. Today, we're going to talk about busting some common diet talk phrases with the intuitive eating principles. So if you've even just like existed in this like diet culture centric world for like two seconds, there's probably like so many phrases you've heard that maybe at this point you almost feel almost like immune to recognizing like, oh, that might be diet culture, because it's it's just all around us. It's so common. It's in conversations with friends, dialogue on TV shows. Gosh, one thing I'm seeing now is like, it's in like books that we're reading to our one-year-old children. And we're probably exposed to it without even realizing because it's just so ingrained in our daily vocabulary. So I thought it could be helpful if we unpack some common phrases that we come across and then also really dig into why they're not necessarily helpful and why they are kind of the opposite of intuitive eating. So one I wanna talk about is I'm hungry, but I'll ignore it. So think back to a time that your stomach maybe like embarrassingly growled in the middle of class or a meeting. And one, it was probably like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Everyone has noticed this. And maybe you also have the thought of like, oh, like, it's okay. I'll, I'll worry about it later. Maybe you were just like by yourself too. I think it's very, very normal to just want to push off our hunger and think like, well, I'll just eat later or you know if we followed specific diets in the past or currently that give us specific eating windows then it may even be this like oh well i'm not allowed to eat for another hour so i have to just push it off or drink more water despite that temptation hunger is a very natural cue. It's basically your body saying, I need energy. The way we talk about it with our clients here at Free Method is like, that's like your gas light going off that's telling you, hey, you need more gas. Hunger is your body's way of saying, I need more food. I need more energy. That energy is so important for giving us like the ability to move, giving us like thoughts, giving us energy just to go throughout the day because that's our fuel. So, ignoring that, ignoring those cues are going to cause us to feel low energy, brain fog, tired mentally and physically. And what can also so easily happen is when our body's denied food, it can also trigger a desire to overeat later on because either one, you're hungry. So maybe you're not eating super mindfully at that meal. So you're eating really fast. You're not super present. And next thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really full now. So you're not really paying attention. Or maybe even and, or it's this kind of almost like gold star of like, okay, I haven't eaten all day. So now I deserve to eat this much. And then again, you feel full, uncomfortable, which might even lead you back into that other kind of this like cycle of like, oh, well now I need to like skip dinner tonight or skip this meal or push off my hunger. So if your goal is having consistency in your eating patterns, feeling in control around food, honoring your hunger is a huge step in that. Instead of ignoring your stomach, taking a minute to pause, reflect on the level of hunger, and then see what your next step should be. That's something we spend a lot of time talking about is really how how do we interpret our hunger? How do we recognize, like, what do we do as a response? Do I need a meal? Do I need a snack? Is this comfortable hunger I'm experiencing? Is this uncomfortable? uncomfortable. So then you know how to respond accordingly. The next one that's, gosh, thrown around everywhere, cheat meal, cheat day, cheat, whatever you want to call it, snack, whatever. Cheat is such a dangerous word when we use it around food. When we label things with a word like cheat, we are subconsciously blaming ourselves for eating those things we enjoy, or we're making those foods feel like they're like, Bad or off-limit foods. Because think about the word cheat. You cheat on a test, something like that. Like, that is a bad thing. We don't want to cheat on our test. We want to, you know, not cheat. (laughs) We want to just take the test and focus on our own answers. So if we're using the word cheat, it's instilling this like bad, morally wrong thing so then if we're associating that with food a meal a day of eating it's making us think like okay if i'm having a cheat day i'm going to eat these quote-unquote bad foods but then what often happens maybe on the bookends of this cheat day or cheat meal is then like oh okay well i need to be really tight i need to restrict i need to not honor my hunger cues i need to do this i need to do that which also doesn't end well Um, It can very easily lead into that cheat day, cheat meal. And and like I talked about a minute ago, even feeling like you don't have willpower, feeling, you know, overeating, feeling out of control around food. By placing that blame, by labeling these foods as bad, by talking about as a cheat day, that is going to impact your relationship. With foods, because we want the goal is that we can get to a place where food doesn't have morality. It's seen as neutral. Food is just food, no matter what it is. Food has different nutrient value for sure. Some may be higher in certain vitamins and minerals than others, higher in protein, but it doesn't make one good or one bad. In the setting of intuitive eating, this is called discovering the satisfaction factor for us to really be able to understand what it means to eat a satisfying meal, to be satisfied by the foods that we eat versus having these labels of like good, bad, cheat, non-cheat day. Food's meant to be pleasurable. It's meant to be enjoyed. We're not cheating or doing something wrong by eating foods that we enjoy. Now, this goes into what I was just talking about, good versus bad food. It's so common. This is probably one of the most, most common things that we see is just labeling foods as good good and bad. So many of us assign value to food, food food-related behaviors. These are deeply rooted perceptions and they impact how we see food, whether it's we seeing certain carbs. It's like, oh, these are good carbs. These are bad carbs. These are good breakfast. These are bad breakfast. These are good snacks, bad snacks. Or maybe also saying something, whether you're saying it or you're thinking it of like, oh my gosh, I feel so terrible for eating the fries at lunch. I should order the salad or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate that yesterday. That internal food policing can make us feel guilty and want to punish us for eating a certain way. And again, that's what can very easily lead into this like cheat day. Uh, If we're having these good, bad foods, then of course, on this quote unquote cheat day, you're going to eat bad foods, quote unquote bad foods. Now, again, it's important to remember that foods provide energy, pleasure, they're enjoyable, they fuel us, and they shouldn't be labeled morally good versus bad. Now, within the world of intuitive eating, this looks like challenging the food police, trying to move away from these voices that tell us, okay, these foods are good, these are your green light foods, and these are your red light foods, and more so seeing how food provides us energy nourishes our cravings, satisfy our taste buds. You know, they help us like develop relationships, experience different cultures. There's so much that can go into food and walking away from this good, bad labeling can really help you step into those positive attributes of food. Now, another common phrase, no carbs after 12 PM, or I can't eat until 10 AM, or I can't eat after 7 p.m. So these certain rules that have to do with like time and food groups of, okay, well, I'm not going to eat until this time, or I can't eat any specific food group until this time. Creating rules around food or restricting intake are two common diet methods that can so easily worsen our relationship with food. This is what can intensify our feelings of depravity, increase our cravings and again, can ultimately manifest in us overeating later on. You'll notice that common trend with all of this can so easily lead to overeating later on. And then you feel like, oh, I feel like out of control around food. I I can't trust myself. And this can be so discouraging if you're working to walk away from diets, heal your relationship with food, and then doing something that makes you feel out of control around food. So in wanting to avoid going down that path, stepping into what intuitive eating calls making peace with food can be so huge in this. And even again, challenging the food police if we have these certain rules, these certain time limits. So we really want to move away from that and move more towards Building balanced meals, honoring our hunger cues, really having more of these like intuitive relationships with food instead of having these guidelines of, okay, I can't eat until this time. I have to stop eating after this time. I can only eat these foods then because even just saying all that, that's overwhelming to have to try and run all of these food decisions through these Like guidelines of, okay, well, can I have carbs yet? What time is it? Or, oh my gosh, have I had dinner yet? I have to stop eating at seven or gosh, I'm so hungry, but I can't eat till then. That There's just a lot of stress and overwhelm when there can be so much more freedom with food. The last one I want to talk about is I need to work out to burn off all the dessert we ate. I need to work out because I ate blank yesterday or, oh, we're going out to that restaurant tonight. I have to go to the gym today. It seems like so many meals around the holiday season or if it's on vacation or really even just any like fun, enjoyable meal can be followed by this phrase or maybe has this phrase as like the entry point of like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I went to the gym today, which is sad. It's so sad that immediately after something enjoyable, like a family meal, trying a new restaurant, fill in the blank, we have to then say something like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. I need to do something quote unquote good to fix it. And even more, this is us viewing exercise as punishment of, okay, I've done this bad thing. Now I need to do this like exercise to make up for it. I need to go to the gym. I need to do this. And what we want to do is we want to move more towards like movement, joyful movement, which is talked a lot about in intuitive, intuitive eating instead of, viewing it as this like strict exercise punishment mentality because if we think about working out as movement as something that's enjoyable sure maybe you still work out the day that you're going to a fun family dinner or you work out after a fun brunch with friends but your motivation's in a different place Cause that's what a lot of this is rooted in as well. It's like, it's not to say that working out is bad. Obviously it's not. There's tons of great benefits to it, but if we're coming at it from the wrong vantage point, it's not going to be coming from a good place. So what we want to do is shift our attention from the calorie burning effect or the you know, compensating for this quote unquote bad thing and pay attention to the joy it brings, the way it makes you feel instead of those negative things. What you'll find too is it's much more sustainable, it's much much more pleasurable when you do that because you're also probably gonna be exercising in a way that you actually enjoy versus things that more rooted in punishment. So if you've heard any of those phrases before, I hope one, this episode makes you feel less alone in knowing that those are so common. I hope it also helps you kind of like take a step back and be like, oh, whoa, like I'd never even thought about how that like thought was probably aligned with diet culture. And a lot of it is because these are just things that are so commonly said that it's easy to just take it as absolute truth. Now, by working to move away from diet culture and more into intuitive eating, you'll be able to find so much freedom in your food choices. So if this resonates with you, a really good place to start your journey. We have a course called Body Confidence Playbook that's a really great entry point into your own personal intuitive eating journey. So if you head to freemethodnutrition.com slash course, you can see more about that. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom, share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals, head to FreemethodNutrition.com freecall slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.